We thank you today. We thank you for your great plan of salvation. Hallelujah. Justification by faith. By faith alone. Hallelujah. It is by grace we have been saved. Through faith. And it is the gift of God. We give you praise today. Hallelujah. We thank you for your holy word today. We thank you, God, that you have given us revelation of your love toward us in this great plan of salvation. The Lamb of God, which was slain before the foundations of the world. Jesus, who was born in that manger, lived a sinless life, showed us the way, dying on the cross, shedding his own blood for the remission of our sin, and rising again on the third day, ascending into heaven. And he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself. So Lord, we eagerly await your second coming. God be glorified. Father, today we pray for our fellowship, this body right here. Many needs represented right here in this fellowship. God, will you, according to your glorious riches in Christ Jesus, will you meet every need? Lord, will you open our eyes to see your provisions so often? You have supplied and provided, and our eyes are just blinded to your provisions. God, will you open our eyes that we might see your abundance and your provision for us, Lord? And Lord, where the provision is being meted out, and it seems on our side of eternity in a slow manner, Lord, may we be patient. May we persevere. May with faith we eagerly wait upon the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Be anxious for nothing. Lord, will you grant a peace that transcends understanding? Will you guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus? May we not fall into the temptation to believe the deceitfulness of our enemy who would make accusation against you. May we take every thought and bring it to the obedience of Christ casting it down, and may we hold fast to the truth that is contained within the Word of God. So, Lord, be glorified. We pray for the body of Christ right here in North Clackamas. Lord, all of the churches on the east side of the freeway, all of the churches on the west side of the freeway, Lord, those that are proclaiming the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, those that teach the full counsel of God, Lord, will you bless those fellowships this day? May they know your presence. May they know your power. Lord, may they see your work in their midst. May, Lord, there be growth in your kingdom this day. We love you, Father. We pray, God, for the church globally, and we ask, God, for every worker in the field, every missionary, that, God, you would inspire. Lord, that you would encourage, that you would build up in their most holy faith, that, God, you would break through bars of iron and gates of bronze, that the message, the kingdom of God, would go forth powerfully and effectively. Lord, we love you, we praise you, and we give you thanks on this day. In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people said a strong amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. Praise the Lord. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Good to be in the house of God this morning, amen? Amen. 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 Today, we celebrate the 500-year anniversary of the Reformation of the Church, October 31st, 1517. Uh, Martin Luther hammered onto the doors of Wittenberg, 95 Theses, and uh, thus began the Reformation. And the Reformation, in a small capture, reclaimed, if you will, the biblical view of salvation, worship, and biblical authority, and the justification by grace through faith, and by grace through faith alone. Salvation, according to the scriptures alone, in Christ alone, by grace alone, through faith alone, for the glory of God alone. And so today, we are reminded of the Reformation. We are a part of the Reformation. We are a part of this awakening that began some 500 years ago. And we have the opportunity to continue this awakening. For the church is still in need of reformation. Can I get an amen? amen? And we get to be a part of that reformation work right here. And so I encourage you. I want to pray today for the church. We just a moment ago prayed, but we do want to pray very specifically for reformation for an awakening and for revival. Awakening in that there are those who have yet to respond to the gospel. There are folks today in churches that have not responded to the gospel. They have heard it week in and week out in many cases, time and time and time again. They've become somewhat inoculated to the truth and the simplicity of the gospel. Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, said that he was concerned. He was concerned that the serpent who deceived Eve in the garden has, in his craftiness, deceived folks to the simplicity of the gospel. And folks, in the church, there are those who have been deceived. Deceived, and their eyes are blinded to God's simplicity of salvation by grace through and so will you pray with me this morning that not only would there be that awakening not only within the church but those on the outside who have yet to respond and then the revival for there are those also who sit in the churches of America today in North Clackamas today in Oregon that are lulled into a complacency and apathy. And it's high time that the church of the living God is alive. Can I get an amen? amen? We need a revival. We need a supernatural defibrillator to come in and the Holy Ghost wake us up that we would be about our Father's business. Amen? amen. Pray with me this morning again. Father, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the obedience of one man some 500 years ago that stood in his generation and said enough is enough. And he came back to the simplicity of obedience to the word of God and to Jesus Christ, salvation by grace through faith. 
And so, Lord, we pray for an awakening in the body of Christ. We pray for an awakening of those on the outside of the church, that they would arise and that they would receive Christ and be born again. They would receive the grace of God and the love of God through Jesus Christ. Oh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe. Lord, may they yield their will. May they yield their hearts and surrender and say, yes, Lord, I receive and receive your grace by faith and be born again. Lord, may there be an awakening in the church. Lord, we start with the church right here. We pray for the church of Jesus Christ right here in Hillside, North Clackamas. If there are those who are here that have waited to respond, may today be the day of salvation in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we also pray. We pray, God, for these churches that make up the body of Christ right here in our community, our Jerusalem. Lord, may there be an awakening. People being born again because they hear the gospel. Justification by grace through faith today. Now, Lord, we pray for revival. For there are those in churches across America beginning right here in our church. Lord, we need revival. We need to be awakened spiritually recognizing that you are on the move and we need to get in and be on the move with you, in step with you. So, Lord, will you bring revival in the church in the name of Jesus? Revival. Lord, wake us up. You said while you were here, my father is working and I too am working. You said that we ought to be working while it is yet day. Lord, it's still day. So, Lord, may we be about your business. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said a strong amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, this morning is a little bit of a transition for us. We finished Genesis chapter 50 last week. We will be entering into the book of Exodus. We're calling our series In Arrows Out Culture. In Arrows Out. You see, the children of Israel are on their way out. They're on their way out of the bondage that they had been in. And they're moving into, quote, unquote, the promised land. And our arrows out culture, if you will. But today, before we begin in our study in the book of Exodus, we're going to have kind of a family Sunday. Look at your neighbor and say, love family Sunday. <laughs> what I want to do today, what I want to do today is hear from and I want you to hear from some of the amazing things that God is doing in our midst. We have some amazing testimonies. And in the midst of that, what I would like to do is I would like to really help to demonstrate and to show the culture that is here at Hillside. Our, this is the atmosphere that we live in. This is when you come into our home, this is the atmosphere. This is our culture. This is what we are about. And we believe that these cultures are really the cultures of Jesus and his house and his kingdom. And so I'll start with inviting a handful of folks up on stage, and you guys can make your way up on the stairs maybe to my, to my right. Uh, I'd like to invite uh, Kim to come up. I'd like to invite uh, Stella to come up, and I'd like to invite Dan and Kenzie to come up. Will you guys just kind of make your way over here? That'd be so great. Give these guys a hand as they make it up here. 
I know it can be, I know it can be intimidating sometimes. Uh, here's, when I think about culture, what I think about initially is that we want to be about our Father's business. Everything we do should be engaged in our Father's business. Can I get an amen? amen. Because if it's just our business, well, that can't do anything anyway, right? Except create a lot of fluff and confusion and probably heartache. Jesus made it clear. He said, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey all the things that he had commanded. We want to be about the Great Commission. It is a going disposition. It is a going atmosphere. It is a going culture. Can I get an amen? amen. So will you say with me, going? going. A little louder, going. going. Yeah, we're going. We're on the move. The second thing he said in reference to the great commandments, he said the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. Love God and love your neighbor. We have a great commission, love God and love your neighbor. The greatest commandment, love God. The second, love your neighbor. So we want to be going, loving God and loving our neighbors. And our neighbors... Everybody in the room looking at each other? Yes, those. Our neighbors where we live geographically? Yes, those. Our neighbors whom we work with? Yes, those. But in this parable of the Good Samaritan, it was the one who was in need, right? The one who was in need. And so we want to be the kind of people in our going, loving God, loving people, that we would see needs and we would fill needs. See needs, fill needs. See need, fill need. Everybody here is empowered. You don't have to ask permission. Can I get an amen? You're empowered by God the Spirit to, when you see a need, to go initiate and fill the need. And if it's bigger than you, hey, rally some folks around you and go meet that need. Can I get an amen? That's exciting kind of living in the kingdom of God. Well, that being said, we have these marvelous folks up here. And... Uh, let me just give, I'm going to give you seven kind of cultural points of Hillside, and I'm going to do it intermittently. So the first is we're onward-oriented. Onward-oriented. Jesus is moving. We're moving. God is working. We're working. And we are about the kingdom. And one of the aspects of onward is Jesus, when he prayed, he prayed that the church would be one. The church would be one. There are expressions of the body of Christ in many separate fellowships, but collectively we're to be one. And the reality is we're better together. Can I get an amen? We're better together. We are more efficient, we're more effective, and we are accomplishing more together. So one way that we are helping to initiate oneness is through ministering together with other churches in a collaborative effort. And I've asked Kim to come and share about one of those awesome opportunities. Kim. So um, human trafficking has become an epidemic problem all over the nation, and no community is really exempt from it. And Clackamas, it's a big it's a big problem in the Clackamas area. You might not be aware of it, but with the advent of the Max Station and Clackamas is kind of, Clackamas Town Center is kind of a hub for human trafficking. Now, human trafficking basically, um, 
there are a lot of people out there looking to prey, primarily on young, young women, teenagers, children. And our society is such that so many homes are broken right now, broken families, broken marriages. Um, many of the youth in our society find themselves in crisis situations on a daily basis, things that maybe we would have never dreamed of as, as children. They feel unprotected, unloved, uncared for. They feel like they're of no value because of the way they're being treated in their homes and by society. So consequently, these are the targets for human traffickers to prey on. People who feel of no worth, nobody seems to care about them, so any care that they're shown or interest that they're shown, they just eat it up immediately. So that being said, here's a ministry opportunity that you can get involved in. Um, well, with human trafficking too, basically these young ladies and sometimes young men, they are just introduced into a lifestyle of criminal activity. There's stealing, forgery, and oftentimes it ends up in sex trafficking. And it's just heartbreaking. So several years ago in an adjacent community, um, some believers got together and they designed what they call Design Studio. And it's a place where young girls can go, feel loved, feel cared for, be taught that they're of value. Um, at these uh, design studios, you may um, get life skills assistance or homework assistance. Perhaps somebody will do your nails while they visit with you. It's just basically an opportunity to show them that they are loved, they are valued, and they are worth something. They're worth so much. Studies have shown that kids and anybody really who feels that they're of value are less likely to be preyed on. They're not looking to be cared for or feel a part of something because they're already a part of something. And then ultimately, there'd be the opportunity to introduce them to the God who created them. So anyway, design studio. Oh, sorry if I go long. Yeah. Uh, design studio, the one that was um, formulated in the adjacent community, I heard um, just in the last couple of weeks some really neat testimonies where the local high school is actually referring kids to design studio. They're identifying at-risk children in their schools, and they're referring them to go to Design Studio because even the public schools realize this is a place where people love them, care for them, and will walk through life with them and teach them that they have worth and they have value. So in the Clackamas area, Hillside is collaborating with Abundant Life, Sunnyside Foursquare, The House Church, New Hope. and New Hope um, to have a design studio located in our community. So we're in the process of finding an actual physical location where kids can come. We're looking for people to man and staff that, be available just to love, love on kids and just care, be an ear, be a safe place for them. So the ways you can get involved are, there's a myriad of ways. You could bring snacks, you could be on site, you could donate things, you could create activities, you could help find that location, you could help fund that location. And most importantly, you guys can be praying. We can all be a part of this ministry by praying. So I'd encourage you, if you're at all interested, please see me. There is an informational and prayer meeting this week. So I'd love to get the information in your hands. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. Yeah, amen. You could be a mentor. You could be, you, you might have a gifting of being able to coach a young woman or even a young man in some kind of, maybe you're someone who sews, or maybe you're someone who cooks, or maybe you're someone who does nails and that kind of thing. It's giving them skills that, and attention that they might not otherwise have, and so an opportunity to mentor them, so awesome.
All right, Stella, come on over here. So second, second thought in our culture, we are optimistically oriented. We, we believe because God said so. God said, in Christ, we can do all things, all things. The Bible tells us also that with man, these things may be impossible, but with God, what? All things are possible. And so we want to operate in faith, operate in faith. When God gives us instruction, we want to go forth with that. We want to move on how God speaks to us and go do those things that God asks us to do, even when they're extraordinary. Can I get an amen? All right, so Stella. Stella is part of our missions team. Her husband is Adam. And God has been stirring them for quite a season about missions work. And it's high time that Hillside has another overseas outreach. And so you guys have been dreaming and believing and praying, and an opportunity has arisen. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the mission trip to Italy that we're going to have in September 2018. Today, I'm just going to give you a little spark in your hearts for this, and then next week, you don't want to miss it because we're going to have a little video, and we're going to talk more about it. Uh, and we're going to have a speaker for a few minutes that's going to share about it. And um, uh, I think a lot of you know that I'm from Italy, and you can probably hear it. <laughs> um, and so um, I met my husband on the mission trip in Italy about six years ago. And you, and, <laughs> and it's an awesome ministry, and we fell in love with the ministry and with each other. And um, it's amazing. Italy, it's a beautiful country, uh, but it has only 1%. Only 1% is Christian. And um, I know a lot of you think of Italy like a country to go for honeymoon or, I don't know, vaca vacation. But there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, people that have, I don't know, no hope. There's no job. There's a lot of mafia. There's a lot of people that get into criminal activity. And, um, and so that's what we do. We do in, uh, in one of the most sketchiest areas in Italy. And we share the gospel and we eat a lot of pasta. And we build a relationship. And it's beautiful. And uh, if you're single, you want to go? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I invite all of you to go. It's a beautiful experience. And don't miss next Sunday. And we can talk about it more. Thank awesome, you. awesome. All right, give it up for Stella. That's great. So as, as far as that uh, optimistic in faith, we believe when God says go that there will be success when we go. Can I get an amen? And we should be, we should be mentally there. And as you're living out your days, as you're living out your life, when, you, when there's negative thoughts of, I cannot do this, I, I'm incapable, I'm not qualified, listen, be reminded today, when God calls you to do something, he will qualify you for that which he calls you to. And when he guides, he will provide. He will make possible. Our responsibility is to take the step of faith, to take the step of faith. It could be something big going on a mission trip. It could be something small. I can tell you this. December, roughly December 27th, just praying in my house, I felt like God was prompting me. 
I shared some things with the staff right here about our fellowship that God, I felt God was going to be opening some wombs. January 4th, God made that crystal clear in my own heart, and I called a family. And I said, when will you be in church? We're supposed to pray for you. This family had been trying to get pregnant for over seven years. Seven years. Now, I said, when will you be in church? And because we want to we want to pray for you. I'm, we're supposed to lay hands on you and pray for you. They said, well, we'll be there January 15th. They had something going on that next week, and so be there on the 15th. I said, great. By faith, we're gonna believe. We're stepping out. And snowpocalypse. Snowpocalypse came on January 15th. <laughs> and then January 22nd as well. We missed two Sundays in a row. So this, uh, February 5th, 2017, I saw him walk in the service. We paused the service and we said, hey, if you're believing God for something, come forward, up to and including, you've been, you, wanna, you wanna get pregnant and you've had difficulty. They came forward, we prayed for them, we laid hands on them, we believed God, we anointed them with oil, and we prayed. And February 22nd, I got a Facebook message. She said, we're pregnant. And I had said in the service on February 5th, I said, watch out, this is what God wants to do, we're gonna have, we're gonna have babies in the month of October. We're gonna have babies in the month of October. And I'm saying this to say, it's by faith. We're believing God for what he has done. And what he has said. She sent the message on the 22nd. She said, my baby's due in October. And we said, come on. <laughs> hey, guess what? They delivered that baby. <laughs> so uh, you'll, you'll see that baby in a couple of weeks. Uh, Noah and uh, Bronwyn Bayer, they had their little, little girl. And it's very exciting. But the point I'm making here is we're stepping out in faith. We're making statements. I remember in that February service, we are going to have babies in October. And I didn't want to get stoned as a false prophet. And so God is good, and so stepping out in faith. All right, the third thought, onward aimed. Onward aimed, or excuse me, outward aimed. So we're onward, we're uh, faith-oriented, if you will, and we are onward, or outward pointed. All of our ministry, we want it to be outward. Arrows out mentality. Now, we've had connections in our community for the last 13 years, and it's been an amazing thing. And we have uh, two of our marvelous young people who are engaged in outward, arrows out kind of ministry. And uh, I, I've asked these two to come, uh, Kenzie and Dan. Kenzie, would you just come on over here real quick? I'm gonna let you hold the microphone. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit? Kenzie, she, Mackenzie works at Clackamas High School. And there's a campus club that meets there. And I've been there on a couple of occasions. And every time I'm there as a staff member, she comes to, she comes to, I was gonna say comes to church early. <laughs> she comes to work early, and it's, they have this campus club, and it's a faith club. So, Kenzie, can you just tell us a little bit about what's happening with Fellowship of Christian Athletes? Yeah, so Dan's actually leading FCA this year, and did a little bit last year, too. But it's really awesome, because last year we had barely any kids going, and this year it's, like, Full packed room every time, and so it's amazing just to see what God's doing. And uh, I don't know if you want to share more about that, and I can share with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a group in the mornings. Kids come early to school and um, come and hear the Word of God. 
We teach the word of God. We encourage kids to get to know one another. And again, there's probably 20 to 30 to 35 kids week after week. And um, it's super exciting that kids are getting excited and getting up an hour before they normally get up just to come and hear more about the word of God. And uh, the word about this group is kind of spread, and one of those vehicles that it's spread is through Mackenzie. So Mackenzie has a little testimony she'll share. Come on. Um, yeah, so in my class, I'm in the post-high special ed class, so I work with the 18 to 21-year-olds. Uh, but what's really awesome is some of the gen ed kids come into my class and help out like three times a week. And there's one girl in particular that I've really just grown a friendship with, and uh, like a week ago, she really opened up to me. and. She is on the softball team, and she's a senior, and she's just been having a really hard time on her team and does not get along with her team. Like, they all just can't stand each other, and it's a really bad environment. And she came to me, and she was like, I don't know what to do. Like, we just can't stand each other. And if any of you have played sports before, you cannot play games, let alone practice with one another if you don't have that friendship, family, right. you know, bonding. It just doesn't work out. And so I was just like, I'll be praying for you. And hope that things get better and previously I'd been inviting her to come to FCA and she kind of has like one foot in one foot out and is a little bit unsure about coming and so I was just praying come on God get a hold of her um, and then a couple days ago she actually came to me and she said hey you know that FCA group you're telling me about well I have a softball meeting tonight and I don't know why I have this feeling but I just feel like my whole softball team should come to FCA and my coaches and I was like Praise God, hallelujah. <laughs> yes, you guys should totally come. And she was not sure like how it would go within the meeting, you know, talking about Christ and school and sports is sometimes iffy. And uh, I was like, I'll be praying for you. Please let me know how it goes. And uh, she texted me afterwards and said that her team is all on board, her coaches, they all want to come to FCA. And so we're just praising God and really hoping that they'll just be able to mend those friendships and just that God's going to do a work in their hearts and that they'll all just be totally sold out for Jesus. Come so, on, yeah. that's huge, that's huge. Yeah. Hang on just one second too, hold on. So Dan, football, another sport, Clackamas High School, just give a quick update on what's happening. We have chapel services before every game. Just give us a quick update on what's happening there. Yeah, Clackamas High School, number two football team in the state. Go Cavs, yeah. Um, but anyways, what's more important is that... Um, Every Friday, we have a chapel service before the games. Um, our head coach, Joe Bushman, is a great man, and he gives us about 20 minutes to invite all the kids. That's uh, optional for the kids to come, but to invite them into a, a room where I'm able to, and we bring guests in to share also, but to share um, a message uh, of Christ to all these kids, different topics and all these different things. And um, week after week, we have probably... Um, two-thirds, maybe even three-fourths of the team shows up to the FCA pre-football game chapel service. Um, and these kids are hearing the gospel basically week after week. And there's a mixture of um, believers that are following Christ. And uh, from there to non-believers to believers who aren't necessarily walking with Christ. But that's another avenue that the Lord's given us to totally just sow seeds into these kids. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, great job. Give it up for these guys real quick. All right. Thank you, guys. That's pretty exciting stuff. So pathways of involvement. If you'd like to be involved, it could be prayer. It could be engagement. It could be serving in one of those capacities. If you'd like to be involved in any one of those three, 
We would love for you to connect with Kim. We would love for you to connect with Dan and Kenzie. We would love for you to connect with Stella and Adam or one of our mission team. It would be great. And there's pathways for you to engage in the mission and being outward oriented. All right, so I'm gonna call up the next group and uh, let me have, if I can, John and Mike and Joanne and Linda and Charlie. Why don't you give it up for these guys as they come up. Awesome. So, kind of the fourth cultural aspect or cultural point, uh, out-of-the-box visionaries. Out-of-the-box visionaries. We've said on many occasions, in fact, I was going back recently with my wife and uh, just thinking about what our, we we made T-shirts when we first started Hillside Christian Fellowship. They were long sleeve T-shirts. They had our logo in the front. And if you remember our first logo, it was like kind of a, a set of trees on the top of a hill. It said Hillside Christian Fellowship. And on the back, it said, give up your small, small ambitions. Give up your small ambitions. And here's the thing. Here's the, the reason I liked that statement was just the simplicity of with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. The scripture tells us that he is able, say that with me, able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or imagine. And I have a pretty big imagination. I'm like, I'm like a 52-year-old kid. You give me a box of Legos and I'm gonna say it's not a big enough box because I'm gonna make a universe and it's gonna be a good time. And we will play for hours on the floor with Legos. <laughs> So all that to say, imagination, right? And I believe that our limitation as a fellowship will be directly proportioned to our imagination. God has put in each one of us something to do. And when we are doing that something, we will be maximizing the glory to God and we will, from the Lord, be receiving maximum blessing. We will be living that abundant life because our lives will be that living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is our spiritual worship. We will be worshiping the Lord in our 24-hour-a-day living. Well, all of that to say, some of that creativity, some of that God dreaming, God has placed in our hearts to do something for his glory for the kingdom of God. And that is to help those who are marginalized in their living to get reestablished on their feet. And so you've been hearing over the last couple of weeks about our starting of businesses that are ministry businesses, nonprofit businesses that will be employing people and helping to reestablish them in society with steady incomes, learning a trade that will help make them both more marketable in terms of finding sustainable employment and also developing, again, a healthy work ethic and a number of things up to and including mentoring, ongoing mentoring that will begin every morning with devotional time and God's word and prayer together, then working, sweat of the brow kind of stuff. And then at the end of the day, concluding and re-rehearsing the work that God has done in their lives. And so, 
I've asked John and Mike just to come and share real quickly. You guys grab the microphone. Maybe tell a little bit about, again, just a, just a snippet about Three Trees Landscaping and where we are and some testimony maybe and then some opportunity. Yeah. Um, so it's been fun over the last couple months to be working with John and Dave on uh, this vision that really started a few years ago with you. And um, so I, I'm now to a point where I wish I could have would have kept a prayer journal of all the prayers that um, God has answered. And we felt like he had to move some mountains and, and it seems like daily. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, we appreciate everyone that's got behind us. Um, we had a, a, for instance, we had a strong need of a landscaping trailer. And uh, when we start pricing that out, it was pretty costly. And um, graciously, somebody within our fellowship uh, came alongside us and consulted with us and um, is going to donate the materials and time to build us our own custom trailer. So it's very huge. Um, you know, it's interesting. Hey, Mike, can I interrupt you? Yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard that someone in our fellowship was donating the materials and the time and building a trailer for us. Can we get an amen? That's amen. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Come on. Um, you know, it's so interestingly, we've had lots of different conversations. Uh, we've shared the vision with uh, pastors in the Alwyn area. We've had a uh, one pastor in particular um, meet with us because they have a vision for providing housing eventually for um, people that are marginalized and in this type of program. And so uh, that's been fun to dream with them and discover. Um, and then, uh, you know, interesting along the way, we've been able to meet some people um, just by, by uh, convergence with, from God. We were out um, looking at a trailer and just getting some research with another landscaping company. And uh, one of the gentlemen on site uh, was a little perturbed that we were looking so closely at the trailer and kind of <laughs> wanted to kind of come up and get scruffy with Dave and uh, <clears throat> take down the biggest guy. But uh, interestingly, we were able to talk with him for a while and, and um, just his, his hardness uh, got less and less to the point where Dave was witnessing to him, and I know they've set up some time to have some yeah. breakfast. So um, already ministry is happening with Three Trees, and uh, it's super exciting, and uh, we look forward to sharing more. Come on, come on, Jamo. Yeah, yeah, hand clap, let's go. Uh, so if you guys also just want more information on Three Trees, you can go to our website, threetreeslandscaping.org, or you can send us an email at info at threetrees.org. Um, we got a phone number two on our website, um, but also in the foyer we have a sign-up list that you can sign up for just our mailing list, so you just put your name, phone number, email, and we can give you uh, emails of special offers and things that are going on with Three Trees. You can like us on Facebook too, which would be awesome to boost our uh, status on Facebook. But um, another opportunity that we have where people can just get involved in helping out with this Three Trees landscaping is we actually have a job. Um, it's a donation that we're doing for Wichita that um, we help serve with on a weekly basis. But um, men's breakfast, we normally have it once a month, the month of November. The two locations that we normally switch off on when one's not available, both of them are booked for November. So we actually don't have a men's breakfast in the month of November. But November 4th, which is next Saturday, we have a men's workday at Wichita. And what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be doing taking out a bunch of trees, trimming up shrubs, making the property look really nice. So um, if you guys 
men specifically, since we're doing this as a workday instead of men's breakfast, um, there's going to be coffee and donuts, but there's a sign-up out in the foyer also that you can sign up. It's basically a waiver saying that um, you're going to come help and eat donuts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, please see either me or Mike out in the foyer following service. Sign up for that. That's a great opportunity just to get your feet wet and helping and see what we're going to be doing. Uh, if you have tools, yard landscaping tools, whatever, feel free to bring your own so we can have lots of tools so people can be busy. It's going to be great. So uh, yeah, see us out in the foyer and sign up on the list. It'd be great. Be awesome. Hey, and we would love to have guys and gals. So we'll take all the gals as well. Come out and be a part. We're working over at Wichita. It's with the North Clackamas School District, and they've got some landscaping. They're uh, medium-sized. They're bushes that have grown into trees, and they said, please take them all out, get them down to the ground. They're going to have their truck out there. They're going to be working hand-in-hand with us. How cool is that to be working right alongside in our community with our community? It's an amazing opportunity, and they've called us and asked us, will you come in and serve? And so they heard what we were doing and said, hey, We'd like to be a part of that. Could we be in, involved? And so we said, absolutely. We're heading over there next Saturday. So guys, thank you very much. All right, now, before you guys get, don't go down and just switch positions around here. Uh, tell you what, let me do this. Let me have Joe come up and uh, now get my pages in order here. So kind of number five and number six is where we're at. Obedience-oriented, number five, and opportunistic-oriented, number six. So I want to capitalize on the opportunistic um, specifically because the school district has invited us to come and be a part of not only the landscaping stuff at Wichita, they've invited us in over the last handful of years to be involved in many, many ways. And you've heard of a number of those ways, and we're involved. Uh, I want you to hear even more, as even our superintendent has said, we need you in our schools. We need you in our schools. And so I've asked Joe to come and just share testimony of what's happening both at Alder Creek and just in the school district, and then maybe just a quick testimony of what's transpired most recently. Joe. So I'm sure great things are happening at Alder Creek. I'm at Ardenwald. Ardenwald. That's, that's okay. <laughs> I'm at Ardenwald. That's all right. It began um, with the letter A. Yeah, it did. Um, so I have been a teacher for over 20 years, and I have to have my notes because I've got a lot to say because I'm really excited. Um, so some of that here, some of that in Australia, and I've worked in this district um, for a long time, and I've this is my sixth year teaching at Ardenwald, and um, go special ed because I also teach special ed, like Mackenzie. Um, so I just want to tell you a little bit about Ardenwald. It's a school here in our district, um, and there's a church that meets there as well every Sunday. So there's uh, about 450 kids enrolled there, and um, 60% of those kids are living at or below the poverty line. That's right here now. That's right here in our community, right. in our district. 20% um, of those kids have disabilities of some kind, um, and that's going to affect learning and life. Um, there's 11% who are learning English as a second language, different language spoken primarily in the home. Um, 10 different languages represented at that school. So there's a lot of diversity is what, is what you're hearing. Um, so one interesting fact is that about 30 to 50% is our passing rate for reading and math. And I bring that up 
because that's not indicative of uh, poor teaching. It's indicative of uh, needs in a relationship needs that the kids have because if kids uh their basic needs are not being met then they're not going to be able to learn because you can't learn when you're primarily worried about whether or not you're going to have food whether or not you're going to um, feel physically safe when you get home um, have a place to even stay we have homelessness in our community kids living in cars it's um it's tough out there so they need kids need to know that they matter and one, uh, one way that you can help with that, just in case you haven't heard enough about how you could jump in and help, is that you can make a difference in the life of a child because you could spend time with a child um, through volunteering in the schools. And um, our district superintendent, I heard him last week say to a church, uh, we need to blur the lines between church and state. So he is all in for that. Um, and... So you could also give to the Wichita Family Center, you know, by supporting them with um, food for backpack buddies, uh, clothing. We, we clothe a lot of kids in the district and feed a lot of families through the Wichita Center. Um, there's a need for lunch buddies in the schools, so um, in any of the schools. So you just sign up, um, get in your volunteer application background check, and you can go spend time eating with a kid, and it makes an enormous difference in their life. Um, and they truly do want to hang out with you. I know we're big, and we're like, well, I don't know how to relate to a little kid. Uh, you just listen to them. They talk about all kinds of stuff, and you just are like, wow, that's cool. How long did you do that? I mean, they, they just eat it up. They need it. They love it. Um, I have a mentor who comes in. She's a high school girl, and she's made a huge impact in one of my little boy's lives. Um, already just by coming in and hanging out with him for an hour every other day at school. Um, and that's, I just see the transforming change um, in front of my eyes. And then I just wanted to tell you a little bit about um, being a community and uh, opportunities to love on other people. So um, one of my precious, precious little guys I've have in my class, who I've known since kindergarten, came to school on Friday and shared in our morning meeting that his bike had been stolen overnight. And um, I had read an email from his mom that morning saying, yep, this was true, and it was just devastating. Um, this is a little guy with disabilities, and this bike was, um, it was kind of an adaptive bike. It was not just a regular bike. So someone had cut off two locks, left two other beautiful bikes behind, and stolen his bike. And that was devastating for him. And so um, I said, we, we've got you. We, we'll, fit. we'll take care of this. Um, I didn't know how, what that was going to look like. And um, then his mom sent me a message and said, can you give me a call as soon as possible? So I called her and she said, God's already providing. Like he, um, he someone from across the country has contacted my mom, has contacted and bought a bike from Wilsonville and she's going to pick it up today and it was amazing and so God was already providing and that was huge right so then in the afternoon we're going home we went to a zoo field trip and everything it was all great we're going home and one of um, the assistants calls me and he says hey I think I saw I think I saw the bike 
And uh, do you have a picture of what it looked like? And the and um, mom, who is actually here today, had sent me pictures of the bike, and and so I forwarded them to him. He's like, "This is it. This is the bike." And so um, I swung by this student's house and told the mom in the afternoon, "I'm like, hey, um, I think we have a sighting on the bike." So she went down and checked it out, called the police. They came and retrieved it, and it was just amazing. Like so now. She gets it back. God takes care of all of that. Now she has two bikes, the one that was stolen, the original one, and a bike that another person blessed her with, so God did. And then, um, so she has something to now give on to Shriners Hospital to, to pay it forward and to continue just just blessing other people. And, um, and then a cute... A, I think the like another cherry on top of all that is that um, my assistant who had called me and said, "Hey, I think I see the bike." Who I I said to him, "Yep, they um, it was his. They got it back. It's awesome." And he's like, "Oh, when the universe jives and everybody you know is in the groove," and so I was like, "Yeah." Is it the universe or God? So, like, just opportunities everywhere to help. So. Um, if you want to know how to help in a school, um, you can see me. You could see any of the people in the videos. We can all direct you to, um, to your best next step there. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. So hold, hold, hold that for just one second. I just want you to know my favorite hour of the week. There's 168 hours this coming week. My favorite hour of the week is my lunch buddy hour. My lunch buddy hour. This, this past, well, two weeks ago, I just want you to know, I discovered the imagination world all over again from the eyes of a 10-year-old. I was brought into a universe where I had to equip myself with weaponry. I found out that I had a robotic arm. I did not know I had a robotic arm, but I did now in this imaginary world. I was given a photon cannon. I, I, I had a photon cannon and I had to put it on my back. I was loaded up with lava grenades. <laughs> and I had to walk like this across the field because the robots, zombies, their eyes don't move and they can only see at this height. And so if you're low, you can get in there and attack. I had a little army of four guys and me, but I wasn't even in control. We had a commander and an assistant commander, and I had to call them by name, or I was going to get really demoted to the back of the line and forfeit my photon cannon, which I wasn't about to do. <laughs> I just want you to know that you get the opportunity to make a difference, because this little boy doesn't have a daddy to be in his imagination world and to show them that it's okay to play and have fun. And so we get, this coming week, we get to eat lunch inside and play Legos. And those three buddies that were on our battle team, they all wanna join us as a result. It's pretty exciting stuff. Great opportunity for you to be involved. Okay, so now just thinking again, looking at our culture, number five at Hillside, we are obedience-oriented, and I really, I wanted Linda and Charlie to come and I really wanted you to hear from Linda because we, we, want to, we want to obey. 
when we went to obey Linda. No, we, <laughs> Charlie wants to obey Linda. When, when God says go, we go. And I wanted you to hear because I'm going to stand this way so I can see you guys. <laughs> Listen, God spoke to Charlie and Lindy, Linda. Lindy? That came out funny. Linda, le legitimately 13 years ago, about our ministry on the streets. I've been on the streets of Portland, or we've been on the streets of Portland personally since 1985. And because of their stepping up to the plate, that ministry continues. And so, can you guys just tell us a little bit about, um, just snippet how you guys just, and then kind of what God's doing and how people can be involved, and maybe a testimony. Sure, sure. Actually, we went um, yesterday, and we usually go the fourth Sunday of the month. Um, I do want to say this isn't a glamorous uh, ministry. If you're looking for one, this is not. I'll be honest, it can be smelly. <laughs> it can be dirty. It, um, it can be uncomfortable. Um, we go right down, um, right down Crack Alley. That's what they call it. We walk on down. Joanne was with us. She learned what a um, dealer looks like in his car. Um, <laughs> so there's some things that are happening. And if you haven't noticed, homelessness is huge. We make 100 lunches, and that is just uh, not enough. We, it's just not enough. Um, but in the time we've gone, um, God has totally covered us. Yeah. We have um, no fear going down there. We had a lady yesterday who wasn't together, and neither was her son. And she was actually, I haven't had this in a while, she was kind of pushy with me. And wanted what's in that bag. I want more lunches, and we will give a, a, give them another lunch. We know it's not going to go to waste, but she's not going to get 50 lunches. I'm sorry. And we were just there, and I'm <laughs> I had to do a little step in front of her and tell the team to walk on, get going, get going, um, because this lady's going to follow us and take everything. But um, but you know, we only had to step away for a couple steps, and you know, God just. Stopped her from coming forward, and they said she's not walking with us anymore. I'm like, thank you. We've heard things, but it, I can tell you, um, just popped into my head because our our kids um, are now one's married and one is looking. So, ladies, <laughs> um, anyways, and I think he should go to Italy. Um, he's going to Italy. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to Italy. We like pasta, and we want a daughter-in-law that can cook. Um, anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Anyways, we had, um, I don't think either one of them are in here, so I can talk about it. And we also had Grant Bloomdahl, Tim's son, was there one time. And they were sitting on a bench, and this lady who had been working through the night with less clothes than usual, if you know what I mean, um, kind of went up to Grant, and my boys were in high school at the time, maybe middle school, actually, and, I, and she was saying, oh, you're so handsome and everything. Well, Mama Bear showed up, and I was like, uh-uh, uh, come with me now. And I said, you know, Lord bless you, but these boys aren't going to see this. I think Grant was like 19 or 20, and uh, 
Grant's like, what? What's going on? I didn't see anything. And I was like, oh, my gosh, God is so good that he blinded these boys. They didn't even see what this woman was really all about. And I'm like, nothing, nothing at all, you know. (laughs) But we we go up. We we basically ask them if they've had a meal today. And we say we're passing out lunches and praying for people. And sometimes they just want a lunch. Sometimes... um, they want both. They want a lunch and a prayer. And when you stop and listen to them, and you, they change us more than we ever change them. And one time recently, we were down there, and there was a gentleman walking by, and he just kind of grumbled to the group. Leo Wings was there that day, and he said, I'm, I'm going to kill myself today. And we all stopped, and Charlie was like, uh-uh, not on my watch. So do you want to talk about that? That was very I don't remember. You really <laughs> I don't? don't? <laughs> no, we just, we just talked about truth and, um, you know, let them know who he was in Christ's eyes. And um, it, it, it turned him around, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and got a salvation message to him. And, you know, he's, he's one of us now. So and you never Amen. know. You really don't. And... Um, just kind of thinking, you know, Dave talked about, you know, when, uh, when God calls, he equips. Um, if any of you know me, compassion is far, far away from me. And that's an example because what I've, what I've learned to do is love the unlovable. Yeah. Um, because I identify with that because at one time I didn't think I was loved until I learned to know who I was in Christ. Come on. And there's a whole lot of people that are sitting out there that there, there used to be an invisible and you look them in the eye and tell them you love them and, and let them know that they're important, they're not used to that. They're used to being, you know, cast aside and not look at, don't look at these guys, you know, and don't, don't get, you know, don't even talk to them. And it's like, we'll seek them out. Um, you, you, you don't realize the uh, amazing thing that, that, that God had, can do through us to, uh, to, to let these guys know that they're, they're not alone out there. And, you know, the seeds, we don't, we don't know where they go sometimes. But, uh, you know, it's not really up to us to, to plant and harvest. It's, we, just, we just do what's in front of us. Come on. But, uh, yeah, it, it can get a little messy. But, you know what? We, we don't care. God always equips us. And Come if on. not, Linda's got us covered. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank you, guys. Let's give it up for these guys as well. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Uh, Last thought, last cultural point. Uh, We are oikos-oriented. Oikos is a Greek word that means family. It means an inhabited house. And that's the heartbeat of our fellowship. We want everyone to feel family, to be a part. And uh, part of that is identifying with your brothers and sisters. Part of that is getting to be known and to know others around you. And we want to encourage you in involvement. In life groups, there's opportunities to engage in activities that would include uh, going to lunch today at our Afterglow. We're going to be on 82nd and King Road. And so come and be a part. Sit around a table. Meet someone new. Engage in conversation. And there's the beauty of the conversation. I learned going over to Portland Christian Schools, a couple of students invited me on pastor appreciation. And I learned 
just a, a couple of simple things about uh, wheat. And uh, you get to, you ask, you ask, I think, was it wheat? Did I say that right? Yeah, wheat. Uh, the W stands for uh, where, now I lost my thoughts, oh God. Uh, H stands for something, E stands for something, A stands for, anyway, all that to say, uh, you can engage in conversation uh, with people asking them about their lives. Just ask them the simple questions of asking about their lives. Tell me a little bit about you. Tell me where you're from. Tell me uh, about your uh, summer. Tell me about your life. Tell me what you do, et cetera. So all those things, opportunities to connect. The second kind of connection you can make outside of just getting together for the lunch is you could enjoy and be a part of a life group. And I just want you to know, beginning in January, we're going to be launching a whole bunch of more life groups. And I say a whole bunch. I know of at least six more, possibly seven more life groups. And so opportunities for you to simply be a part, get to know some folks, and feel that family sense in a greater measure. Does that sound like a good idea? Amen. Amen. So here's seven, seven kind of cultural, uh, cultural things that we see in the life of Christ, early church, and we want to see in a greater measure coming out of all of us here at Hillside. So he said, lots of pathway opportunities to connect if you would like to know more about life groups, you can ask myself, you can ask Pastor Dennis, you can ask Matthew, you can ask Jenny, and uh, we'll get you the information and we wanna get you connected. You'll hear more about those coming up. All right, folks, well, it is 11.30 and you have on your seat, or you had on your seat when you arrived, an Arrows Out culture. This is an opportunity for you, this is a pathway for you to get more information, to engage in and to participate in some other areas that you may not already be involved in. If you would take the time before you leave today to put your name and your contact information, phone and email and your address, then if you'd go through this list, it's, it's an opportunity. We'd like to just give you more information, more information on how you might be involved. And there's all kinds of ways to be involved, from life groups, to toddler town, kids town, prayer ministry, uh, even welcome team, umbrella team, connections, missions, the whole nine yards, it's on this card. Check those boxes and we will get in contact with you, get more information in your hands so that you can engage. We would love for every person who's a part of Hillside to be engaged in our Arrows Out culture. Can I get a strong amen? Amen. amen. Would you stand with me this morning? The invitation goes out. Oh. And Youth Harvest Party on the 31st, Tuesday night for all youth. It is at the Hayes House. So our youth group, the crew, is uh, going to be meeting at Dennis and Jill's house. And uh, it's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. So Harvest Party. You can get one of these flyers in the foyer. You can see Dan or Kenzie or one of our interns, and they will get you the Harvest Party info. The invitation is for Afterglow. Come and join us. I think after we've torn down, the crew will be arriving there in about 45 minutes, but let's just go flood that place. Eat pizza, eat some salad, have some fellowship. Sound good? Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we thank you that family was your idea, the church was your idea, 
the bringing together of a body of believers to be salt and light, to be inspired by the word of God, to be encouraged. And Lord, today that we have seen the great commission being lived out in the hearts and lives of individuals, we've seen the great commandments being lived out in the hearts and lives of individuals. The culture of the kingdom of God expressed here at Hillside in these seven ways. Arrows out. Lord, will you help us, each one of us individually and all of us collectively, to be about the kingdom of God. To be about the kingdom of God. And so, Lord, be glorified, and I pray, and our prayer would be that everyone, every member of the body, not one more important than the other, not one less important than the other, but each of us doing our function, doing that thing which you have designed us to do, and that we would do it together in unity so that we would be a healthy, healthy church, able to touch lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We ask your blessing and benediction in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said a strong amen. Go in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior. God bless you. And if you want to help and stay for a few minutes stacking chairs, we would love that. Lord bless.